is going on, everybody? My name is Gabe. And I'm Matt. And welcome back to another episode of the TentacleBot Podcast. And uh, today we're doing another breakdown episode, going over what's come out in the uh, last couple weeks of music. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a little bit of a spicy one today. Matt and I were talking before this, and uh, we're both just on on something. Some, something in the waters just got us in really In the water, fired it's a up. full moon. I don't know. Mercury's and Gatorade. Like <laughs> before Electrolytes, we g- it's what plants crave. <laughs> I hate you so much. Matt, what have you been listening to first before we get into all that? I have had a really weird week for music. Okay. Um, but before I s- kind of start, that it's I'm going to sound like I'm rambling, but everything's Usually all interconnected. Um, News-wise, uh, Azalee Dying's drummer Jordan Mancino announced that he's not going to be taking part of the upcoming Two Decades of Destruction tour. Yeah, they announced that like right before it happened. Yeah, they got the dude for who used to play in Unearthed. Yeah. Um. So the reason reason I bring that up, um, keep that kind of just on the side. Uh, keep returning to Lorna Shore and Dayseeker. Uh, there's just something about the two bands for obvious reasons that I just keep c- coming back to. Um, Lorna Shore with they actually released the video of he went to the Utah school I think Utah School of Vocology sure and they actually put a camera up above his vocal cords to show what it looks like as he's screaming yeah I remember I saw Matt Hafey do that a few mm-hmm. years back it was it was pretty cool to see yeah so it keeps popping up on me, on my YouTube feed to watch I mm-hmm. just haven't done it yet okay <laughs> so. Watch that, and then watching a live uh, show that they had done for, I believe it was Sirius XM Metal, and it was playing all of, and it returned to nothingness as well as some older material. And as I was listening to it, I had looked up the three songs that weren't from, and I returned to nothingness to see what record they were from, and it was all from Immortal. And jumping back to the As I Lay Dying thing is... Because there's kind of the the smear on Azalea Dying's name with the legacy because of everything that happened with Tim Lambesis, is that that was kind of brought up, and I was like, how, you know, how is it that people are going to look at Lorna Shore because of the smear left by C.J. McCreary? Um, so, related to that, I went and I actually went and listened to a little bit of Immortal by Lorna Shore, and it was like a little bit of one of the songs that was played live as well as returning to the song by CJ's new band. Uh, and really what the reason why I did it was I wanted to compare CJ and Will again. Uh, just a, kind of a deeper dive, understanding the the vocal differences. And um, Will... You can sum him out once your point anytime. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Will very much is the better vocalist. Like that's, that's just absolutely it. But... I, I just had that kind of kind of thought of, you know, Lorna Shore, they've got Will Ramos now as the vocalist, but what's the legacy going to look like as people kind of look and see, like, yeah, there was when CJ was on it. What's that going to kind of look like in the future? Is it just going to be like, hey, everything's cool because, like, they've got a new guy? Or are people going to kind of, is there going to be that shadow kind of looming over? Um, so it was kind of an interesting couple of days that I was just thinking about that. Not to dive too deep down into that, but I feel like that's kind of an apples and oranges thing. Mm-hmm. With Lorna Shore, CJ came out doing the shenanigans and disgusting things that he did. They kicked him right the heck out. Yeah. 
as he lay dying, went on and did uh, uh, what was that with uh, Shane Blay from? Oh, Woven War. Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. Kept thinking Widowmaker, and I'm like, that's not it. But it that's starts with W. No. <laughs> um, yeah. So they went on and did Woven War, and then Tim got out of prison, and the band welcomed him back. Mm-hmm. Which I know why they did it. Yeah, money. But that's the issue here is they're all struggling now, and that's why they're all leaving one by one is they're mm-hmm. just struggling with this concept of they have to deal with this legacy of a man who hired somebody to kill his former wife. Yeah. And then they all went ahead and accepted him back in, mm-hmm. whereas Lorna Shore just kicked CJ right out, just like anybody, any other band who's had an abuser, for the most part, mm-hmm. has done. Um, I mean... Just in also recent news, look at Dance Gavin Dance. Like they kicked Tillian right out once all those allegations came forward, and his statement made it worse. Mm. And so it's just like instances like that. Now, Dance Gavin Dance is a little bit special because this is like their fourth vocalist at this point, and two or three of them have been abusers. Oh, yikes! Yeah, keep your hands to yourselves, people. Like that, it shouldn't be that hard anyway. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it was yeah. just kind of like looking at that and just thinking of what the, and like you said, is like they immediately kicked CJ out. So that was a huge, huge thing. But um, I had just kind of thought about that. And, you know, if that's going to potentially cause issues in the future, um, again, that's just me sitting there. Just I think anybody who's in a band with Tim Lambesis at this point is going to have those same issues, mm-hmm. regardless of who Tim is now that's still going to be something that is just going to continuously affect them later on. Yeah. It's like anybody who, or any of the football teams that had Michael Vick, like they all have that regardless of his, uh, of him doing his time and all of that jazz. Like it's, it's the same concept. Like it's just always going to be part of that. Yeah. Uh, but now that I'm over with, uh, that, what have you been listening to? Yeah. Mine's a lot less, uh, less, I don't even know what to call that. I guess rambly. rambly. Yeah. I feel like there's a better word for it. Um, I've been listening to a very dichotomized uh, uh, section. Like, on one hand, I've been listening to a ton of punk lately. Oh, God. Um, Kicked off uh, by Anti-Flag announcing they're doing a fall slash winter tour. Oh, awesome. And so, naturally, I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm just going to go listen to their entire discography because they're among my favorite punk bands. Um, So, I've been listening to a lot of them. And then there's been a... Uh, a lot of uh, jungle rot lately for me as well. Um, I got to see them on Monday, which was super cool. Uh, they were here with Internal Bleeding, and it was it was a really cool show. That's awesome. A bunch of old dudes. It was fantastic. Yeah, because <laughs> like I, I, obviously I'm more of the most of the shows that I go to are metalcore and deathcore, mm-hmm. which have a, a generally younger audience. Yeah, and so being able to go to like a, an old school death metal concert with Jungle Rot and Internal Bleeding, both bands that have been around for 30-some-odd years at this point. It was kind of cool just to see that demographic. I mean, obviously, there were still folks my age, mm-hmm. um, but then there was also just quite a few dudes that were, like, in their 60s that were just, like, sitting there, like, headbanging along. That's I'm just like, dope. You know what? This th- I like this. This yeah. is nice. No, that that's a feel-good. And um, it, it was the same thing when I went and saw Nile, and same thing when I saw Cannibal Corpse, even though that they had a, a little bit different change in the lineups that they had brought along with them. Mm-hmm. It's still kind of the same concept, so it's just been kind of cool seeing that. Yeah, no, for sure. 
Um, and then the uh, I also went to another concert. It was just mostly local bands, uh, also with a band called Doc Hammer. Um, they're a super cool group. I recommend checking them out if you've never heard of them, which I'm assuming that you haven't. They're a couple gu- uh, group of guys that are out of uh, California. They're okay. basically like... Think Andrew W.K. fronts a mixture of the Bronx and Every Time I Die. Interesting. Okay. Phenomenal band, even better live performance. Oh, um, awesome. Okay. They, they, they just they they do such an amazing job. I think you saw them with me actually. Um, you it know was what the, I think we I think it, it was the last w- Grizzly show that you were at. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think I ended up. It might have been while Doc Hammer was on. I think I was outside with mm. Dipper and uh, some of the other It's All Grizzly you guys. You missed out, my friend. Okay. That makes sense. Unless it. I caught some of it. But. They, they, they did a phenomenal job. Um, they're still on tour for another week, I think. Um, so okay. go check them out. They're super awesome dudes. Um, yeah. Well, with that out of the way, let's go ahead and uh, jump into what we're talking about this week. Uh, starting off with some singles. Matt, why don't you take us off? So the first one, um, I think actually one of the better ones for, I mean, and we've got quite, we've got quite, quite a few options here. Um, let's start with Of Sulphur with their song Wide Open. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Ricky Hoover's back at it again. Yeah. Um, dude's an animal. He is doing some really cool things vocally with mm-hmm. this one. Um I think I've mentioned it before, but uh, my buddy Ding, he's playing bass in this band. Oh, okay. Uh, now with them, they're they're actually on tour right now with uh, As They Lay Dying and Whitechapel. And oh, they're on the Two Decades tour. Yeah, uh, it's not Brand of Sacrifice. S- uh, Shadow of a Tent. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sh- Brand of Sacrifice hops on the the second half of the tour. Oh yeah, but yeah. So Of Sulphur is on tour with them right now, and so is my buddy Ding. So yeah, shout out to Ding. Um, yeah, this one's super cool. I, I I enjoyed this one a lot. Yeah, this one was very much. I it w- threw me off when it was it was just like heavy, heavy, almost deathcore, mm-hmm. you know, esque. And then all of a sudden, it comes into this more metalcore esque chorus. Mm-hmm. But it felt it wasn't just like a stereotypical metalcore. It was almost like a heavy metal chorus, um, and it just felt really weird. Uh, at first, I reminded me of why I initially actually didn't like Fit for a King. Uh, but as I was kind of listening through it, I was like, you know what? The, it actually works well together. Um, so it ended up actually, in my opinion, being a pretty strong track. Yeah. Um, it's also kind of interesting seeing Ricky kind of go this more deathcore route, especially because his uh, his former band, Suffocate, mm-hmm. was... I would say they were pioneers of it, but at the same time, they really had a lot stronger death metal roots. Okay. Um, so it's kind of interesting to see him kind of go this direction when a lot of the the folks in that kind of general time frame and era usually tend to be, I don't want to say elitist, mm-hmm. but a little bit more um, focused in that genre. Yeah. I also spent most of today listening to three dudes talk about old death metal. It was actually really funny, and I enjoyed it. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. I think... I'll, I'll, I'll get into that a little bit later, too. Yeah. But it, it was kind of cool just to see him do a little bit more evolution in that and... Obviously, we see his vocals just doing mm-hmm. crazy things. I think a part of it is, and I believe Ricky Hoover actually was one of the vocalists present for the Mitch Lucker Memorial Show. I so I think so. he's always had kind of a hand with the the core crowd. So I feel like that might be part of it, unless he was just kind of like, you know what, I want to do deathcore stuff, and that's just what it came to be. I would probably lean on a little bit of both, but 
you know, we're not Ricky Hoover. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. <laughs> Eventually, I'll get to meet him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so that was a cool one. Um, let's go ahead and jump into something a little bit on the Satra side. Let's talk about the uh, new Palisade single, Sober. This one was really interesting. Music video was kind of kind of fun. Like I felt like it, it told a really coherent story. Song-wise, it was hit and miss. Some parts of it I really liked. Some parts of it I didn't. Catchy chorus. Um, verses seemed to be pretty good, but it was just a little... I'm not 100% sure how I feel. Yeah, I, I put these guys kind of in the um, the like Black Veil Brides category, mm-hmm. where it's... They're, and I, I don't want to say this negatively, um, I don't, but they're kind of like the pretty boys of the uh, metalcore genre. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's very evident by their online fan bases. It's kind of funny, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I'm actually kind of starting to really get into these guys. I've been listening to oh, a little wow. bit more since they're also on Irate Fest. Oh, uh, nice. So I've been just kind of going through that, the roster on that, mm-hmm. just making sure I'm familiar with every band's work and stuff like that. And... I like what Palisades is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's. It, I, I would also put them kind of akin to what I Prevail did, uh, especially with uh, yeah their their last record. Okay. Um, it's really folk leaning a little bit more into the melodic side mm-hmm. of metalcore, but I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. I feel like the the whole genre needs to be a range. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Some some bands are getting a little little cookie cutter and de- it, it definitely could use a little bit of little for bit sure of i think these guys are, are well enough off of the cookie cutter from that mm-hmm. in that regard like they they definitely play around with a lot more variety in their melodies yeah overall i like them yeah no it, it and this one here like so this one came out with the announcement of their new album oh awesome um, okay so they they the there's already been a few singles that were released off of the album but this one here is just uh so it's Announced the album, which is going to be called uh, Reaching Hypercritical. Uh, that's going to be releasing July 22nd. Oh, wow. That's soon. Okay. But yeah, there, there's already been a couple other songs. There's the title track that's been released, um, My Consequences and Better. Okay. Um, all of which I'm I'm so far enjoying. Okay. Uh, that's what we were listening to before. Oh, yeah. We yeah. started up. <laughs> um, kind of jumping a little bit softer. Uh Machine Gun Kelly with More Than Life. Yo, this song sucked. <laughs> it's... Here, here, I was thinking about this actually on my way over here. Machine Gun Kelly has seemed to kind of fall into... He's now found his formula, if you will. Mm-hmm. And he's found that it was... Melodic, it had a good melody. It was... The chorus was catchy, but yeah, it wasn't that great of a song. I... I get what he was trying to say lyrically. It was also cheesy lyrically. So I was on the Machine Gun Kelly hype train whenever he dropped Tickets to My Downfall. I mm-hmm. still think that record's phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I think it was really cool what he did. I feel like he deserved the fame that he got from it after following him for years and kind mm-hmm. of like where he had originally come from. Yeah. And then he started doing all the Machine Gun Kelly stuff. So all the stuff in the news that we've seen about him, him trying to pick fights with Corey Taylor and pick fights with people that... Uh, well, I don't even remember what that was. It wasn't U Fest. It was something like that, though. Yeah, something. Welcome yeah. to Rockville, Rocktober. Yeah, I, I whatever. Don't yeah. It, it was one festival that he was on that he was picking fights with the crowd because they were upset about the whole Corey Taylor thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just the normal weird shenanigans that he and Megan Fox do that come to light, like 
drinking each other's blood and whatever. Yeah, like, no, that's that's super weird, and I definitely do not condone that. Yeah, no, like that's just health issues. Yeah, whatever. Um, so anyway, I, I was I was on the hype train for the first album. Mm-hmm. Then the second album came out on, a, and that was after a lot of that news had already broken. I was already kind of hesitant going into it, and then yeah. it just didn't live up to the hype that the first one did. Yeah, no. For so sure. going into this one, I'm just like, okay, this better actually be able to to knock me out, do something cool. And hearing it, I'm just like, well, this. Uh, yeah, cool. Uh, R.I.P. Machine Gun Kelly's pop punk yeah. career. Like he he had the small little revival with Tickets to My Downfall, and I feel like after that, it's just kind of spiraled from there. Yeah, he, he again, he's found his formula. He's stuck a little bit too much to it, and it's just yeah. Um, what single do we want to talk about next? Let's uh let's talk about something that doesn't suck first. Because uh, I'm gonna get into a few here. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the new bystander si- single, uh, "Cycle Psychosis." Yo, okay. So, first off, Taylor's a homie. Shout out to Taylor because vocalist. Yes. Hey. Yeah, Taylor Gorman. Um, I, I know him through Andrew now. Oh, awesome. Okay. Yeah, he phenomenal vocalist. He's a cool guy too. I, mm-hmm. I enjoy uh, just kind of interacting with him online, but. Yo, this song slaps. This song goes hard. My only complaint, it's a little lyrically not I don't want to say cheesy, but the lyrics don't quite there there's umph that's not there. Mm-hmm. Um outside of that, it gents, it chonks, it it hits. Yeah. Like that's that's all I need. Yeah, by by Sanders gonna be doing some really cool stuff coming up. I, I would really recommend kind of jumping on that train mm-hmm. before it's too late. And also, these guys have actually they may have released a single. I'm not 100 sure. Um, Tactosa. Oh my god. Tactosa. So uh, th- th- these they're, they're not on the list. I haven't told oh, you. Oh, I, I okay. think I just mentioned them this morning to you because oh, I just okay. took a listen to them. It's think Tala meets uh, old. Suicide Silence, like the cleansing Suicide Silence. Ooh. Yeah. These guys are going to be making waves in Deathcore. Mm-hmm. Like, a lo- big waves. Sounds an awful lot like you're going to need to send me that song, because I there is a possibility I may not have heard that one. I'm almost certain you haven't, because like I said, I, I I think I just sent it to you this morning. Just, okay. Tactosa is amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I discovered them as well through Irate Fest. Um, okay. Because they were just announced along with Snake Father. Also, shout out to those guys because those guys are stupid good too. Um, but they were they were tagged on, uh, I believe, uh, for Friday for that. Mm-hmm. Which, if you haven't gotten your tickets for Kentucky I Rate Fest, VIP is very limited at this point. But you can come hang out with me at that point, which would be kind of cool, right? But that being said, do it. Did you have anything further for? Uh, no, okay. I didn't have anything for that one. Let's move into some suck then. Mm, hit talk, me with it. Let's talk about some Parkway Drive. I hated this song, Matt. I know that you're going to have a different opinion. I hated this song. So, I... With this one is, I I don't want to get into an argue fest with this one. The reason I say that is, I've only listened to the song once. And it's... It's very much more the, like, rock... Parkway Drive. There's still a little bit of heavy, but it's it definitely is five Parkway Finger Rock Drive. No, no. 
Yes. It, it, it is literally just five-finger five death punch meets basically ire forward. No! <laughs> <laughs> tell me I'm wrong. Look at me in my eyes and tell me I'm wrong. Okay, but I don't, I don't want to look at you. No, no. Because you, you know no. I'm right. I'm going to go listen to this song after and you're going to be right and I'm going to hate myself. <laughs> Good. No. Continue your thoughts, Matt. No, no, my life's just crumbling around me. It's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, grumble, grumble. Let's move into the next song. <laughs> the, the, the song was called Glitch. Um, It, it wasn't a good song. I uh, think it was... A, uh, they might have announced a new record attached to God, it. God, I, I hope not. <laughs> That's where I'm at mentally with them at this point. That's that's like, reasonable. I enjoyed Ire. I know that that was kind of the downfall for a lot of folks. Mm-hmm. Like that was kind of like the beginning of the end. I enjoyed that record. Yeah. Um, the one that came out after that was that, uh, Prey. Yes. Didn't really vibe with that one. Yeah. At all. There was a couple songs off that one that really got me going. But yeah. Like it that it was kind of a weak record for me as well. Yeah. And then I, th- this is the next one after that, right? They haven't released anything since. Correct. Yeah. I'm I'm not excited for this. Fair enough. Like we'll listen to it, unfortunately. But at this point, like this better be like the only radio single on there. Everything else better be some good stuff. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'm out. Like, yeah. Uh, the Parkway Drive has come to the end. The, the, it's a dead end at this point. That, trying, yeah, it's trying to continue the road pun. <laughs> Who's next? Uh, let's talk about the Holding Absence one. So uh, we have uh, Holding Absence featuring Alpha Wolf, uh, which was Aching Longing. This was not what I expected. Not at all what I expected. That's fair. Did I talk about this last week? I feel like I you did. talked about the fact that they're doing a split. Uh, I I think you I'm talked. Just, I'm going to reiterate it just in case. I yeah. think I did, but I think I'm not you. Really I sure. it's. I feel like you did. Yeah. So basically, what this is, it's holding absence, which is a band kind of more in your dayseeker Thornhill mm-hmm. uh, kind of realm. Uh, a lot more of the like progressive emo. Yeah, I, I guess would be the best way. Um. So it, the, the, it's them, and then obviously we have Alpha Wolf, which is kind of like your beat-down specialists. Mm-hmm. They're doing a split. Yeah. So we have a Holding Absence featuring Alpha Wolf. We're going to have a Holding Absence song. Then we're going to have a Alpha Wolf song, and then a Ho- Alpha Wolf featuring Holding Absence. Right. Um, so that, that's going to be what the split is, event, uh, essentially. And mm-hmm. So it's just each band featuring each other, and then each band doing their own song for it. Yeah. Um, so this is the first one that was released off of it. I think the rest of the album is supposed to come out in September. Oh, it's not bad. The EP, I guess. Mm-hmm. I really liked it. Um, so I got into these guys because when I got to send my wife to the Dayseeker concert, they were there. She fell in love with them. The story unfolds. Oh, and awesome. I started listening to them a lot more. I think they they, they just have a cool sound to them. They're, they're, they're very much in that day secret vibe. Obviously, they don't have Rory's voice, but I yeah. feel like they have their own kind of special touch okay. to it. Yeah, no, I, I can definitely confirm the like Dayseeker vibes. I think just because I had seen Alpha Wolf's name attached to it, I was expecting it to be a lot heavier. Mm-hmm. I didn't hate it. When the Alpha Wolf featuring Holding Absence comes through, expect that one to be a lot heavier. 
Mm-hmm. That, 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 that is my anticipation. Sauce. If I'm disappointed by that anticipation, then I'll just have another Holding Absence song. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's completely reasonable. Uh, since we already talked about the Demon Hunter song last week, uh, which we'll call out Freedom is Dead, song is them kind of getting into the big heavies, and uh, it was it was kind of some some sickness. It was. I enjoyed it a lot. Let's talk about Inflames' new song. It's there. It's definitely got the chonk. Yeah, um, you can definitely tell that they re- they they've signed a nuclear blast at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they used to be signed to them. I'm gonna see if I can find out while you speak yeah. your thoughts on it. I I was definitely excited. Um, and Nick Nocturnal was pretty excited about it as well. This was I. The first listen that I knew I was listening to In Flames and like was actively looking to listen to them. Like this was the first instance of that. Um, it's got riffs. It's got chonk. It's got the heavies. I'm not complaining. Yeah, like it was a fine song. I didn't have an issue with it, um, and I did confirm. So they were on Nuclear Blast uh, for. Uh, there was a few records here. Um, they were on it for the Jester Race, Subterranean. I think they were on it for Horacle as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's possible they continued on. I didn't go that far. Okay. So they used to be on Nuclear Blast. They were off Nuclear Blast. They're, the general consensus was that Inflames wasn't nearly as good as Old Inflames. This might be like an attempt to return to what Old Inflames is doing. Right. Um, these guys have always like been on my radar, but they've mm-hmm. never really been a band that I've been into, especially not in the last ten years. Yeah, um, I got really into like the sounds of a fading playground. I think it was the album called. Okay, um, Deliver Us is still a song that I regularly have in my rotation because the song is just slaps. Yeah, um, yeah i I won't be upset if the rest of the album comes out like this because mm-hmm. uh, th- this one was called uh, the State of Decay, right? That sounds right. Again, they state a slow decay, something like that. <laughs> Acacia strain called. They state a slow decay, actually. Oh, huh? nice. So I believe this is going to be for a uh, for an album. I don't know that they've announced the full album yet. I don't, I don't know. know if I had seen anything about it. But yeah, um, this one was fine. Like I don't really have any big issues about it or anything like that. Yeah. It was just kind of there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, nothing nothing seemed to blow me away, really, For with sure. it. Um, mo- anything else you had on that one? Yeah. Moving on, and I just want to verify. Um, I'm actually looking at our, our list of things, so that way Gabe and I can keep track of things. Did Carcosa just release a single or an album? They did release a single. I put that in the okay, wrong okay, spot. Okay, because <laughs> I had only seen a single, so I wanted to double-check that. So let's actually talk about Carcosa. Let's do that. So, so they're a uh, song Nihilus. Yes. Um, for those who may not know, Andrew Baina, who has done stuff on YouTube, he is the guitarist. And then I don't know the name of the vocalist, but you can actually find. Oh my! I can find out while you talk. You can about find that. the two the two guys on TikTok, and these videos make me laugh every time. But they'll sit there and they'll scream pickup lines. Oh, it's those guys. Yeah. Um. So, do Johnny Chardulo? Yes. Or Ciardulo? Um. Ciardulo. However, however you pronounce that, Ciardulo. <laughs> Johnny, if you were listening to Kyardello. this, <laughs> if you were listening to this and we pronounced your last name wrong, Smith. I am so s- <laughs> Alonji, Alange, Alange. 
<laughs> um, yeah, no, the, the, this song was like, I, I wasn't ready to... to this goes hard. Yeah. This goes hard. Please listen to this. These guys are awesome. I think they are going to make some sort of splash in Deathcore as well. Like, they, they just sound super sick. Also, the music video ton of pop culture references and they actually um i think it was andrew baina put a comment and he's like um comment all the references you catch in the video um to give away a couple like mario kart's one of the references they put in there um i'm trying to oh uh king of the hill was another one like it's a (laughs) lot of really not even obscure ones but just very very good pop culture references so definitely check that out speaking of mario kart before we go into the last single here um the this wildlife um which is a primarily acoustic band Mm -hmm. um they did a full band version of history which is one of their most popular songs okay they did a really cool mario kart diy video i thought it was really cool the song itself was fantastic the band themselves are awesome Mm -hmm. i love seeing them just wanted to plug that i thought it was cool no that is cool the last single. Who is it? We got some. Uh, we got some people. We got some people that write music. That happens to be named after a uh, Meryl Streep movie. It's called The Devil Wears Prada. The song's called Salt. Get and me Armani. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, actually, along with the um, dropping of this single, as they announced the record Color Decay, which I believe drops. September 16th, I believe if I remember correct. the date correctly. So, I don't know how I feel about this. And I'm going to kind of ex- explain the couple things. As a preface, again, The Devil Wears Prada is one of Matt's favorite bands. Yes, so. in, case you, in case you are a new listener and ha- do not know that, thank you for the preface. And in case you're a new listener, Dennis was the best vocalist asking Alexandria. <laughs> Continue on with salt. The salt in my veins is just boiling at this point. Um, salt actually lo- lowers the melting temperature. That's why you put salt in when you boil. I swear. <laughs> okay. Continue. Gabe, do we bring up the conversation we had this morning at this point? Do we bring that up? What conversation do we have this morning? The one we were arguing about. The one we were literally shouting about. No, no, not that one. Okay, okay, cool. <laughs> um, no, because we'd end up... It would literally get into a shouting It would match. be 30 minutes of Matt and I screaming about Jelly. Yeah. Um, the opening riff is extremely unique. It's very different from what we've seen Prada do before. I'm going to stop you right there. You say unique. I say bring me the rise and rip off. <laughs> Unique for Prada. Okay, fine. Continue. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, put the asterisk <laughs> in there. Um, and then we cut into them kind of continuing the softer radio stuff akin to Chemical. Um, Watchtower, not so much, but um, oh, what was the other single that they put out recently? If, if, I'm pulling it up. Yeah. Um, and the the parts that Mike had come in for his portion of the vocals to kind of add a little bit of punch seemed out of place, but felt right at this. 
this upcoming record is going to be really interesting, especially off the tails of the Z2 EP, considering it was like this really, really heavy EP. And now it's... I should return to that recently. Z2? Yeah. Oh, really? I enjoyed it still. Yeah. No, it, it's it's a good EP, just kind of isolated. Yeah. Um, the other single you were referring to was Sacrifice. Thank you. Um, very, very akin to Chemical and Sacrifice, that kind of like more mainstream radio, but still has the like the rock core element to mm-hmm. it. I don't know where I stand with hype on Color Decay. Really, because it's the divorce product, of course I'm hyped. Outside of that, I'm a little wishy-washy is a, is kind of kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah, so far based off of the singles that have been released, I, I this is the one that I've liked the least, and it's okay. still not bad. Mm-hmm. Like it, the bring me the bring me the horizon uh, comparison is valid, but I don't think yeah. it's distasteful right. by any means. Like it's not like they did bad or anything yeah. like that. It just <laughs> somebody in one of the chats that I'm in mentioned that bring me the horizon is or it, all the bring me the horizon uh, comparisons are just because bands use since now. <laughs> <laughs> Anthro Shikari and, and uh, Attack Attack have entered the chat, uh, but uh, <laughs> I mean, in, in, in Prada's defense, they've they've had uh, like synths and yeah. stuff since the beginning. But I can I can understand the yeah, no, it's just d- dumb joke. Uh, but anyway, yeah, this, yeah. So this is the one that I've liked the least, but I still didn't hate it. Mm-hmm. I don't think that I'm like. I'm not waiting in high anticipation for this album. Yeah. But I think it's going to be an album that I'll enjoy when it comes out. Yeah, for sure. Oh, wait. There was a single that we forgot to put on here. Oh. Y'all. Lamb of God dropped a new song. I didn't even listen to it. <laughs> I totally really? forgot. So. <laughs> you didn't put it on the list, Matt. That's I on know, you, I know. I, I just realized it's my mistake. I'm sorry. I'm a terrible <laughs> podcaster. Sorry. You're a terrible fan. <laughs> so uh, this is going to be my last episode. See you guys. <laughs> no. Um, they also announced their record called Omens, uh, which is going to be coming out October 10th, I think. Roughly. Um, Lamb of God's my favorite band, for those of you who don't know that. This is another song I'm not quite sure where I'm landing on. Well, it's kind of the general consensus that I've seen online for mm-hmm. it. and I, I Obviously, I can't make that for myself. but So the song's called Nevermore. It's the first song on the, the record coming out. And it's it almost seems like... It, this seems like a poor comparison, but it's almost like the Wish.com version of Memento Mori off of the self-titled. Mm. It's it has a lot of not not like specific pieces, but it just feels like Memento Mori just discounted at seventy five percent off. I don't know how I feel. I, I've listened to it multiple times. Like, as soon as it dropped, when the chonk hits, ooh, it hits. I was really stoked. The clean vocals from Randy, still fantastic. But overall, the song the song almost isn't sitting right. Hmm. And I, I don't know what it is. Fair enough. So, I can offer nothing to this. Let's go ahead and move into EPs. Um, so, we have two here. Uh, the first that I'll bring up is going to be Two Molds, Aperture of Body. 
Yes. So these guys are a, a death metal band from Canada. And uh, th- th- this is the one that sent me down my rabbit hole of watching these three old dudes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> really? About. So um, I pulled it up on Apple Music, and th- the this isn't released on Apple Music. So it's a demo. Can I? Pa- sort of. I'll pause you for a second, okay. if you don't mind. Uh, the only reason this came to my attention is from Billy, my roommate. Mm-hmm. Um, he Which was- tracks. Yeah, so he goes and he's like, bro, this band just dropped a record completely out of nowhere. And I'm like, who is it? And he he told me, and he was like, oh, it's on their band camp. And I was like, well, send me the link. I'll throw it on. I'll talk about it on the podcast. Um, So that's why it was on here. So I'll pass. Understood. Yeah. Did you listen to it at all? I did, yes. Okay. So, yeah, the um, I had to look it up on YouTube because... It wasn't on Apple Music. It, w- yeah. it wasn't actually like an, a release. It's It's been called an EP, and it's been called a demo. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's either their second EP or it's their fourth demo, according to these dudes that I was watching. Okay. Which is fine and dandy. Um, I thought it was cool. The It's three tracks total. The first track is just entirely an instrumental that's just kind of like this real spacey, synthy vibe. Yeah. Um, and then the other two are just death metal revival. Yep. And it's it's solid stuff. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, um, especially just with uh, a lot of the the tracks that I've been getting down lately. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, the, so the uh, the guys that I was watching, they're called Thralls of Metal, mm-hmm. um, and literally this is what they do: is they talk about just metal, uh, like old school death metal, thrash metal, and uh, things in that vein. Like I, I went down this hole for like two hours at work. I did mm-hmm. not get a lot of work done. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <clears throat> but yeah, so I, I enjoyed them. Um, I'm I'm gonna return to them personally just because it. They explore a lot deeper avenues of this genre that I keep finding myself venturing into. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to return to them because uh, why not? Yeah. Um, so go check them out if that's your uh, if that's your vibe. Yeah. No, for sure. No, I I was very pro- pleasantly surprised. Um, and I think as as the podcast has been going, is we've kind of seen as I've ventured more into just past even past deathcore but into the death metal and grindcore like i'm starting to actually venture into these avenues i would listen to this and it grooved a lot more than i expected i was expecting just because billy if you're listening to this i'm <laughs> sorry but i i have to tell the people how it is billy you have some trash music takes i'm not going to lie bro like <laughs> to to tell you about my roommate like he literally looks like not even wish.com like the Gandalf that you'd buy at Goodwill off for like 80% off. And this dude will tell you that if the music was not recorded with a literal potato, it's, it's too clean. Like it has to be recorded with that kind of quality. And it's just, I, I need you to be aware that you no no, that's not how this works. However, <laughs> This was a good one. This so, you was know, a good recommendation, he, he, so I will allow he, he's it. He's like one for five right now, and I think I can live with that. I Honestly, I think I can live with it as well. <laughs> um, also, I'm going to blow your mind about these guys. Their drummer is the vocalist. <laughs> Excuse me, what? Yeah, their their drummer is the vocalist behind this. Like, Obviously, the, the guitarist helps some, but like hmm. they were talking about how they had seen them live, and the drummer 100% is the main vocalist for this band. Good for him. Yeah. Which the stuff that he was playing and trying to sing along with that, like, unreal. No, that's actually really dope. Um, that was a good EP. It was. Well, it no. wasn't a good EP. 
Oh my, <laughs> Gabe, I'm going to be completely honest. I didn't even listen through this entire EP. I listened to probably three quarters of one song, about half of another, skipped a song, and then listened to about half of another one. Uh, it's Rise Against and Nowhere Generation 2. Um, hot garbage, please, I do not recommend. Just no, no. Y'all need to just no, no. Yeah, so anyway, I love this. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I... <laughs> oh, that was really funny to get your reaction. No, no, this was absolutely terrible. Like, this was just a really hey, boring oh. second iteration of what they had done with Nowhere Generation. I'm so glad you... I'm so <laughs> glad you were joking, bro. God, that was funny, though. <laughs> The uh, the large clunk that you heard uh, was Matt slamming his phone on the table that our mics are currently attached to. That 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 was that which amazing, uh, <laughs> top tier one might say. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. The the EP itself was not good. Like it just no. it was boring. It felt really devoid of any sort of meaning. It just felt kind of like a cash grab based mm -hmm. off the Nowhere Generation. It might have had something to do because I know they released like a graphic novel along with the Nowhere Generation. This may have been like an extenuation of that. Maybe. But I don't know for sure because I didn't look into it enough because I didn't care because this honestly just bored me. Yeah. No, and uh, it, it was... At this point, I'm convinced that uh, unless Rise Against starts making drastic changes, they're just doomed to continue repeating the same albums over and over with the same subject matter over and over, with the same riffs over and over, mm -hmm. and nothing is ever going to change, and they're just going to kind of fade away into history. They had yeah. their moment. Now it's just everybody's bored with them. Yeah. No, I, I, I can't argue with that. It's, I will simply say that the first 30 seconds of listening to the EP itself, there was a tad bit of hope because it felt a little bit less of the kind of rock pop punk that they're doing and it felt a little bit more pure pop punk that i was like there might be hope for this yet as soon as tim started singing all bets were off i was like no yeah it's, just, it's the same thing over mm -hmm. and over oh there we go um yeah let's get into albums yeah let's, let's talk some albums what do you want to talk about first let's talk about windrose Oh God! Did I not listen? Oh no! I I might be, <laughs> bro. I might be hitting the panic button. Hang on. Okay, hang you on. know I'll, I'll I'll take over this oh, one. Shoot! Yeah. Nope. I I dropped the ball. I did not listen to that. So it's all good. All I good. got three tracks in and turned it off. Oh, that good. <laughs> okay. Um. So these guys came to my attention because um there there was a period last week where I was listening to quite a bit of Glory Hammer, just kind of going over their yeah. their stuff again because honestly, I I really really enjoyed uh. Space Adventures and the Terror Vort, whatever that album, the, the third album is called. Okay. Really enjoyed that album. So I went through, listened to that again, and then these guys popped up on my recommended along with bands like Ale Storm and Fin mm -hmm. Troll and all those guys. So I saw these guys were coming out with a new album. Another buddy of mine posted about it on Facebook. So I'm like, all right, you know what? I'll give these guys a check yeah, out. Because, you know, shot. they're kind of like uh, the, the description basically read if metal met J.R.R. Tolkien. Which to me, oh, that okay. sounded super cool. No, that's very interesting. I was so bored. Oof. I was so bored. Like it was just bland. Uh, like I said, I got three tracks in. There, there may be some better stuff that comes on afterwards. I'll mm -hmm. have to rehash it again at some point. Uh, I, I just, I never wanted to return to this because I, I did that a week and a half ago, 
And every Yikes. time it came up to me, I'm just like, I just don't want to do this again. That's fair. So if they're your vibe, congrats. Like, I'm glad. I'm glad that that's what really does it for you. Mm-hmm. It just was not for me. And I don't know. Maybe it'll be Matt's vibe. Matt can talk about it later. Yeah. But no, I'll, I'll definitely have to uh, go over that one. Um, what I will confirm was not my vibe. Was the stuff by Dune Rats? So this one here was actually my mistake. Okay. Um, the album actually doesn't release until I think next week. You know what? I think I did. I did remember seeing that when I was actually looking on Amazon Music. But let's go ahead and talk about it because I'm curious as to your thoughts on these guys. Okay, hold on. Let me actually pull up the Dune Rats because it was. I I didn't even get through one song. Um, I didn't think that you would. Yeah, so I, I was listening to Up. I I don't think I got a minute deep, and I just turned it off, and I'm like, nope, we're, we're just abandoning this ship. I'm not. So about two years ago, I went down this ridiculous rabbit hole mm-hmm. where I got extremely into Australian psychopunk bands. Hmm. So... Um, Waves, although they're not really Aust- they're not Australian, they're just they're American. But so bands like Waves, Violent Soho, DZ Death Rays, Dune Rats, and so on. Um, I fell in love, and uh, of those DZ Death Rays and Waves were definitely my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, but these guys came aboard, and they're just. I don't know. I I don't know what it is about them, but I love them. I I knew you weren't gonna like it. Yeah. I knew it wasn't gonna be your vibe. I'll talk about these guys a little bit deeper later on once I've gotten a chance to like, fix, like go through the entirety of the album. Yeah. But I like them. Okay. Then everybody go check them out. <laughs> and get, give our boys in Australia some love. Ayo. We're wrapping, We're getting close to the end. That we are. I'm going to let you pick which one we're going to talk about next. Let's talk about Creator next. I got a little bit through. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never heard your voice go that high. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, let me let me pull up the actual record. Yeah, so the the, the album was titled "Hate Uber Alice." Ah, oh, yes, that sounds right. It, it, I I don't I don't know what it means. So so half of it's obviously the hate part is in English, and then mm-hmm. the other part is in German because they are a German band. Yeah, that um, makes sense. Basically, the album was just kind of a rehash of our current political environment mm-hmm. um which is it's their uh creator is no stranger to politically charged music yeah um they've been doing this for 40 years at this point and mm-hmm. i'm curious to your thoughts on them so i got to crush the i i know i got through tr- crush the tyrants or at least got to the song i might have even gotten into strongest of the strong i enjoyed it mm-hmm. i was I'm not going to say pleasantly surprised, um, but in a way, I was pleasantly surprised at how much it ended. I ended up liking it. Had you really ever listened to these guys beforehand? I can't say that I have. Okay. No. So these guys came on my radar back in like high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know how. I just downloaded a bunch of their music because I could, because that was in my very illegally downloaded music library days. No. Nice. Um, that being said, I fell in love with these guys. These guys are everything that I wish Metallica was. Yeah, I remember you had said and that. And the the reason I say that is because this is like thrash metal in its purest form. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what I had always hoped that Metallica would be whenever yeah. I would hear thrash metal. And then I would put on songs like One 
or enter Sandman or something along those lines. And it just never got there for me. Mm -hmm. And while a lot of their songs are solid, Mm -hmm. it just never really kind of lived up to what thrash metal is. Yeah. Like obviously certain songs would like master of puppets or creeping death or things like like that. If you go, if you're looking at the, there's a, there's an argument that could be made for and justice for all uh, with certain parts of it, but really master of puppets and before is really the most pure thrash that Metallica was. Um, it's why Kill 'Em All is my favorite Metallica record. Okay, uh, of all of them. Okay, and then like if you go to newer Metallica, is the closest record that they have to full like pure thrash. The closest that they have is probably. Um, oh, what was Death the Magnetic? name? Uh, the one right after. Uh, um, not wasn't some kind of monster, was it? No, uh, some kind of monster was the was like uh, documentary that, that they know. did. Uh, keep talking, I'll try and remember <laughs> it. Um, yeah, so like the there's a lot of really cool riffs in here. They do um, definitely explore a lot more mm-hmm. options. Um, like the opening track is an intro track that's a lot very, a lot very wow, uh, very much like a yeah. spaghetti western kind of track, <laughs> okay. um, which which is kind of indicative of the title, which is like Sergio Cuccio is dead, mm-hmm. who is I believe he was a, a spaghetti western director, but all of his movies were tied into um, the fascist elements mm-hmm. because he had grown up in the Mussolini regime in like during World War Two and yeah, uh, it, it, the Italian. Uh, Access to the Axis. Hardwired to self-destruct. Oh, that's right. That album. That wasn't a bad album either. No, no, that, that was that was a really good album. But like, I at liked least both that one and Death Magnetic. Honestly, Death Magnetic is the album I've been meaning to go back to, and I just haven't gone around to. But I also last hot take on Metallica here. Unforgiven Three is the best one. Anyway, <laughs> oh, back to the creator yeah, uh, record yeah. here. Um, yeah, it just. It was cool. It was riffy. Um, I feel like they did a good job of applying what creator always has been mm-hmm. while still being able to branch out. Like they incorporated, uh, I forget her name, Sophia something, who's a, uh, a popular German artist. Okay. Uh, a pop artist that's on like their normal German rock, or not rock radio, um, their German pop radios. Okay. I thought she kind of had a cool feature to it. The... Uh, the thralls of metal, those guys that I was watching, which is what reminded me that this record had come out. Oh, did right. Did not like it. <laughs> really? Okay. They, they liked some of it, but they're like, oh, only four of these songs have anything to do with Creator and mm. so on and so forth. And I'm just like, el- elitist. But yeah. I enjoyed the record. I think it was cool. Is it my favorite Creator record? Absolutely not. But I think that there's a lot of really cool elements to it. I think it's a good addition to their discography. Okay. I respect it. Next up. Motionless and White with Scoring the End of the World. This record was really good. Mm-hmm. Like, it was really good. Yeah, it was. And I feel like I, I, you mentioned this two weeks ago, I think it was. Okay. In that they kind of were your unsung top eight band. Yeah. I, I like, I, I, they're not definitely not up that high for mm-hmm. me. But I feel like they would definitely be in like a top thirty. Okay, I respect. I I can I can still respect that because I I do feel like they sh- they do deserve to have a very high placement in a lot of people's favorite bands. This record, what it does is a lot of the same things that Motionless and White has done before, where it's the 
you know, there's the the spooky vibes that they have always had, but there was uh, there's also this kind of an almost goofiness about it, um, and it, uh, just following motionless and white as much as I have is Chris had actually brought up, I believe, during the making of disguise is he's always wanted in at least one of the songs on every record they've put out is he wants one line and he's like, it's a stupid line and it makes zero sense with the rest of the song, but he, he wants it to be on the record. Um, Artists are weird, man. Yeah. And it, <laughs> it, and I think it's just kind of him memeing around, but the line in one of the songs on disguise is in reference to, um, was it video kills the killed the radio star? It, it was like a reference to that, but it wasn't video killed the radio star. Um, Keep talking about it. I'll find it. So he he had definitely put that in, and I don't recall what song it was. Listening through the record, but that it there was one line in particular that popped up that made me chuckle and think of him talking about that. But it was the um, video killed the radio star. As many times as I've listened to Reincarnate, I can't remember um, the name or like what other ones that the the records had. Were you able to find it? No, nah, I'm not finding okay. it. Okay, you're fine. You're fine. Um, I can't remember what song that it was a part of, but I know that was in one of the songs. Yeah, I I, I, re- I recall hearing something like that too. Mm-hmm. The the features included on this in some ways felt really odd considering who like the bands that were being brought in uh, stylistically compared to motionless and white. I am very curious as to what, how, how you continue. I'm yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, however, motionless ended up making it work. Like looking at slaughterhouse where they brought in Brian from knocked loose. Correct. Um, Motionless White turned into a hardcore band. Uh, and then for Red, White, and Blue, they brought in Red, Caleb... Red, White, and Boom. Red, White, and Boom, thank you. Uh, they brought in Caleb Shomo from Beartooth. And when Caleb actually came in and just started singing, I really liked it. It, it, it was a really odd kind of feeling as I was listening to it. Because I, I was like, I shouldn't like this, but I do. The other fun fact about this, uh, Motionless and White was actually on tw- uh, live on Twitch with Nick Nocturnal, and Nick was kind of asking questions. I guess the entire... So, guess what song is the favorite, and it seems like unanimously is the favorite among the band? Uh, Cor- Corpse Nation? No. I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> Werewolf. Really? Yeah. Huh. So I listened to it, like just the song specifically. Maybe that was the song that had the had the kind of funny line. It's an interesting pick, and I'm not sure if I respect them or I just want to like heckle them about it. It's it's a really interesting pick, in my personal opinion. Um, Okay, what are you what are you thinking on this one? Yeah, I would agree with you. That's that's definitely a weird pick. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, I like the record. Obviously, it's it was one of those that just again, it's kind of like a sleeper thing. Yeah, um, I feel like they are always one of those bands that 
doesn't seem really good until you listen to them and then they are really mm-hmm. good and like yeah the 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 connection between the heavy breaking heavier breaking benjamin definitely still exists yeah that being said i still think chris motionless is one of the best vocalists in the genre currently i get i can i can stand with that um yeah i don't really have much more to say about this one uh other than just the fact that it it was really good i think that it was a good it was a solid offering it's passing up like what memphis may fire did this year um which that record was it was good wait it, memphis it, dropped a full record yeah Oh, Lord. that might have been when we were out for a few weeks. That I, I honestly, think that's what it might, was. that might make sense. And it was honestly, one of the ones that we missed. <laughs> might be something we just talk about in the next catch up episode. We probably should. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. That, that's all I really got for this one, though. We're down to the last two albums. Yeah. Let's uh. Let's go ahead and hit up the uh the Kardashev album. So this one was. Let me pull up the name of it. Um. Uh, yeah, it was bro. The atmosphere that they <laughs> build with this, ooh, uh, it's called yeah. Liminal Right. Yeah, Mark, yo, yo, like you're making me feel stuff, and the in, because of what the instrumentals were doing, building the atmosphere, y'all making me feel stuff. I don't like that, <laughs> but I like that. That last track got me. It got me. Oh, good. really? It got me so good. Ooh. So my buddy Jesse, who's a, a really good friend of mine, I go to concerts with him constantly. Um, he was showing me this because uh, he asked me if I had listened to it. I told him I was on my it was on my list, but I hadn't checked it out yet. Mm-hmm. And so he starts showing me all his favorite parts, and then he just shows me the last track with no warning. And so we sat there for all eleven, almost twelve minutes of that song, and I'm just like the whole time my mouth is just open. <laughs> Because amazing, it, it basically it felt like a shortened version of what the Observer was. Okay, for the Acacia Strain. Yeah. Which, full disclosure, I love that song. I I feel like it's one of those you can't just casually listen to. You have to really be in the moment to mm-hmm. listen to it, and that's very much this album. You have to actually be intentional in listening to this album. Yeah. I feel like that's unfortunately going to hurt it, um, in terms of how well it's going to do because that's not how people listen to music anymore. No. But I feel like that's a really really sad state because this album when given full attention and full um listening authority i feel like it can do some really cool things yeah obviously his vocals are are phenomenal throughout that that's not going to be any surprise Mm -hmm. everything was complemented really well with it my only complaint here is it felt like the guitars were a little too low in the mix Honestly, I kind of felt like everything was a tad bit low because you go and you listen to other the than first the drums. Song. <laughs> uh, yeah, the drums seem to be pretty much like right on. So like going into, um, so we go and we get the approach of a, the excuse me the approaching of atonement, and it's this kind of spoken word, very atmospheric vibe. Also, his speaking voice. <laughs> Ooh, Magnifique. bro. kiss. Yeah. And then we go into Silver Shadows, and you can hear at very much like at the snap of a finger, you just hear the volume drop for mm-hmm. everything. So that was one of the big kind of turnoffs. So the the mixing just wasn't didn't feel sound right, and it didn't feel proper. Yeah, that's my only complaint about the album. Though it just that part irks me. Yeah. It, it's kind of like the, um, the, the, this one wasn't on our list, but Artificial Brain put out a new record. Oh, and we did. Yeah. If the mixing was done right, that album could be amazing. Mm-hmm. But the mixing sounds like it was done through an ice cube tray 
with the ice the ice uh, motor running and yeah. not producing anything. Like it sounded terrible. Looking at you, Billy. Billy probably really liked it. Oh yeah, no, he did. He. <laughs> and you know what? And you know what? He told me he was like, "Bro, they released the album early. Go check it out." And I was like, "Okay, okay, okay." <laughs> Bro, the kick drum. Literally, I think I brought this up on the cast. Literally, the kick drum sounds like somebody was just taking a metal fork and using the like curved end down here. And was smacking a potato. Literally what it sounded... The kick drum sounded like hot garbage. Let's just... Yeah. That's amazing. I totally forgot that. (laughs) Billy, get good. Um, Let's talk about this last album here. And... uh, I I like this record a lot. Y'all, we're starting it this week. This is a certified tentacle bop of the week. This is the certified tentacle bop of the week. Let's go. Drag Under (laughs) dropped their new album. It's titled Upright Animals. Y'all, I don't listen to that much pop punk or stuff kind of like in that... Easy core. Easy. Thank you. I don't listen to stuff really along that line, but it hooked me from the get-go. Upright Animals with the title song in the opener. Absolutely fantastic. All of Us, Never Enough, Crooked Halos, Long Live the King, Suffer, See You Alive. Um, I think the only song that's a little forgettable is Weather. But then you have like No Place Like Home, Words for Hire, Brainwash Broadcast, which features, I believe, Spencer Chamberlain from Under Oath? Yes. And then closing with This Is The End, like... Front to back, this record is fantastic. This is an eight out of eight. Easily an eight out of eight. This is this is potentially mutated octopus levels. Like this the album was so good. <laughs> I, I no, you're right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, the, the the record was super solid. Um, it's definitely one that I'm gonna continue going back to. Mm-hmm. It's one I like. As soon as I was listening to it, I sent it to my wife, and she's been obsessed with it too. It's uh, it's a solid record. I just, I can't, I really cannot speak enough good words about it. No, yeah, no. This, this is fantastic. I would absolutely recommend anybody listen to this. And like, Gabe and I both agree, this is the best release of the week. Like that's saying a lot. If you, if you only go to one release from this episode, this is the release to go to. Go and do it. Like, I'm not surprised that this is your pick for it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I also wasn't expecting us to match up so accurately. To be completely here. <laughs> honest, considering the, just how different our opinions on are on, quite frankly, a Everything. number of things, <laughs> <laughs> the fact that we lined up here is kind of sick. And that should tell you how amazing of a record this is. Go check it out. Can confirm. And that's going to wrap it up for our breakdown of the last couple weeks' releases. And we're going to jump into our hidden track where we talk about stuff outside the realm of music or potentially tied to music um that we just kind of want to talk about i'll be completely honest i don't really have anything this week i should have something uh next week but gabe you said you had a couple of things you wanted to talk about i have one thing and this is 100 going to be a shameless plug i'm just going to be plugging irate fest for the next like two minutes 
So I mentioned last week, um, I was brought on as one of the promoters for uh, Kentucky Irate Festival. It's going to be happening August 26th through the 28th in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, I'm going to be there. There's going to be so many cool bands that are going to be there. It's going to be three days straight of just pure death core fantasy mm-hmm. land. Um, it's it's going to be phenomenal. There's very limited VIP spots that are going to be available left. Um, they are doing single-day tickets in case you can only make it to one day or two days. Mm-hmm. Um but those are going fast. They are currently available for $50. That could change by the time that this releases. So get out there, get it done, get listen, and, uh, and, and, and buy them tickets. Um, VIP, I think we're living at like 50 tickets left. There's still some uh, a, a fair amount of general uh, tickets left for the entirety of the weekend. Oh, awesome. Okay. But uh, not a lot. Uh, so the, the, we're fully anticipating this show to sell out. So we're like 72 days away from festival. I already bought my plane ticket. Nice. I am ready to go. This uh, this thing is going to be a blast. It's going to be something that nobody wants to miss. And it is 100% going to be an annual thing. Mikey, um, the co-founder of it, he's a, a buddy of mine. He's in the band Fight From Within. Phenomenal dudes. Um, he's doing it uh, with a couple other guys. That they, they've got everything sorted out. They've got sponsors lined up. Everything's already taken care of with the festival. They have had the, everything planned super meticulously, so mm-hmm. this isn't going to be something that's like a fire fest or uh, what is inevitably going to be when we were young fest. Yeah. Um, also, a side note, Mikey is also uh, a founder of uh, When We Were Hungry Fest. Oh, okay. Which is happening in Vegas. I want to see it like the same weekend as when we were hungry. Oh, and they just awesome. decided to to play the prank on all of them. Because it's, it's like a bunch of uh, old school bands. So we have like Along Came a Spider, Alisana, um, oh, Pal- Palisades okay. is going to be playing on that one too. A couple others. No, that's awesome. Um, that one's happening in Vegas though. Uh, mm-hmm. So if you can't make this one and the other bands are also your vibe, go to When We Were Hungry. I'm just going to plug both of them. I'm not really involved with When We Were Hungry, but I am 100% involved with Irate Fest. Get there. Go there. Do it. Do what you have to to get there. It is going to be amazing. Yeah. Honestly, like as you were talking about being there, is I'm almost sad that we're you know not big enough that we have merch, so you could walk around with a Tentacle Bob shirt, and we could just like people just shout. Let me from see a, what I can do, dude. <laughs> on it because like it would be absolutely hysterical if you're just walking through Irate Fest and somebody just like starts shouting at you, even if it's about you're like asking Alexandria <laughs> Hill that you're trying to die at. I would love just you would love the, for me to die on on a hill in Kentucky talking about Alexandria. I would like I would like you to be knocked off that hill because your hill's wrong. Uh, but no, it would just be funny just to, to see the message. So I got yelled at by somebody today and I'd just be like, what are you talking about? And then you explain the story because you're wearing your tentacle bob shirt and I would I'd be over the moon just laughing. I'd find it just absolutely hysterical. So support us some more. Yeah. That being said, that is going to do it for today's podcast. You can find us on a variety of social medias. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram. Uh, you can find us on TikTok. And you can find us on YouTube. Uh, the YouTube thing is, is going to be coming soon. Mm-hmm. It's going to be coming real soon. Yes. So I actually have like a video of us talking like idiots. And you can watch Matt's face as I tell him that I love the Nowhere Generation too. <laughs> Um, but that being said, uh, you can also like, rate, and subscribe to us on anywhere that you get uh, any sort of podcast. If we're not on your favorite podcast medium, let us know through one of those socials DMs, and I will see what I can do to get it fixed. I don't know that there is one that I'm not on that isn't part of a subscription service that I can't get on unless I'm a part of that subscription service, but that's beside the point. Nonetheless, we will see you guys next week. We appreciate you listening to us, and we will see you later. Catch you in the next one.